Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Happy hello. Wednesday. White Hat Wednesday, we do it again. <laughs> exactly. Um, we are really happy to have you all here. And um, oh my goodness. Uh you know, we've, we've been like in this really big creative build mode and sometimes our brains just do not shut off. So it's been a really great last couple of days with intense, intense. And, you know, I, I woke up this morning and it's like, this is like the third or third day in a row that I wake up and it's like, Jim is not in bed (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of the night or whatever. And, um, so yeah, I, uh, that's not about work stuff. That's just like insomnia. So insomnia. I'm working I'm like, because I'm snoring? awake. What but... is the matter here? Right. I, yeah. But I know that, uh, I woke up like this morning about, um, a couple minutes before six and mm-hmm. you were still asleep. And so I started coffee. I've, I'm like three cups in so far people. So it's, mm-hmm. we're probably going to be a little bit jittery here. Um, but, uh, and then I just, like my brain kicked right on and mm-hmm. I am mapping things out that we've got on our roadmap and just having, you know, it's like. Michelle has learned my pattern or behaviors enough that she, she knows that she has to wait <laughs> until I've had a certain amount of coffee <laughs> before she can start hitting me with the stuff. She's like, I got all this stuff built up, but she knows yeah. I can't even go there. And with it was so, and it's, so this morning when you finally woke up, I was like, uh, okay, um, uh, I got a couple things I want to talk to you about. You let me know when you're ready. Yeah. And so he got into about half of his first cup of coffee and he goes, uh, he starts in on like a topic about work. And I looked at him and I said, are you ready to talk about work? Because I got stuff too. <laughs> and he's to like, pounce. he's like, <laughs> I was ready to bounce. And he, and he's like, uh, I need to finish this cup first. Yeah. So I was like, okay, then let's put a pin in it. And then, you know, then we just started in on a. You know, what are now you got a little insight into our mornings around here. So that's the way <laughs> our day starts. So yeah, we, we do, we, we uh, do talk a lot of work, but we, we're just in this great build mode, all this oh fun goodness. stuff happening. And so yeah. we're just, um, and it's, and it's energizing. We've got but, like this beautiful team. We had a, a team meeting last night and we both got off the call with, uh, with our CEO and our COO, uh, COO sorry, COO and our, um, marketing director and uh we both looked at each other after this it's like oh my god we've got such a great team yeah. this is just this is so exciting they're, so um good. good things coming yep. one of those good things mm-hmm. is town the hall. buy here pay here town hall being hosted by our friend um uh and and 30-year dealer and 30-year dealer tom mr tommy brandis in quaker town pennsylvania um if you have not already put it on your uh, uh calendar save the date it's mm-hmm. october 19th um we will be doing that buy here pay here town hall the buy here pay here town hall as well is going to be broadcast live mm-hmm. on the bhph nation tv station mm-hmm. and um, we will be broadcasting that live in the success group so you'll be able to mm-hmm. watch it there and then we're also going to have it in um, bhph nation and you're saying what bhph nation tv station just go to bhphnation.com <laughs> register there we'll let you know is it all and it's, it, it shows on the roadmap that this is something that we're yeah. we're yeah. going to be doing so this is going to be a soft launch of um of the uh 
of the uh, nation TV. So we're really looking and forward to that. And this agenda is just, it's coming it's together. Coming together. It's nicely. looking good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. uncommonly good. Delicious. I'll go with delicious. It's <laughs> going to be. I didn't know real, that like, yeah. can content be yeah. delicious? It will be. Yeah. You let me know yeah. If, yeah. if that's, if that's I, absolutely And I'm not one to oversell, am I? <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> so this is really strong, strong. Uh, Do you want to talk um, about that? Nope. Okay. No. Um, so we got, um, we want to talk about something that <clears throat> it came up in, in one of our recent client visits and we're going as old school and fundamental as it, as it gets. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it is, it applies today in the same way that it applied when I was introduced to the, the concept back in 1997 is when I figured out that, so I got a credit, Rick Reeves. I went to training with Rick Reeves okay. company back then. Uh, Tommy called, knows you Tommy from those knows, days yeah, as met, well. Tommy yeah. was already uh, managing, I think their dealership back in those days. Anyway, he, um, so he knows this whole concept around uh, doing a mechanics check is something that I want to introduce our audience to, because we talked about it recently with a client and you can just see that, it takes them a little bit to make that shift and understand the difference about what's happening there. But there's such an important shift that happens with the customer. Yes. And in this case, we saw the dealers kind of struggle to grasp the concept. And so for that reason, I want to kind of talk about this uh, man, in expanded form. Like we may go a little over our, our target of 30 minutes okay. here this morning. Cause yep. It's just important that we cover it um, thoroughly. And, and we may have uh, like a follow-up something that we'll yeah. do, maybe not on the morning show, but uh, to give uh, those of you who are dealers that are like, hey, this is cool. We may have something that, that we follow up with at a later date. But yeah. And so just to know, introduce you to the idea and sure. the benefits of the idea <clears throat> and get get the ball rolling. Sure. So Tyler Simmons, you know, chimed in. I, I kind of intentionally made the title a little provocative by saying, do, are we knowingly selling problem cars to customers. And sometimes it's not so much that we know it's more the question of does the customer perceive that we know, like if, if they've got a problem with a car within days or the first few weeks, what is their perception of us as the dealer? Do they perceive that we pull the wool over their mm -hmm. eyes, sent them Sold home, them doctored 11, up a car, yeah, put them in a car that's things. got a problem. So it, says, it doesn't matter almost whether we did or did not know that there was a problem with the car. It's what is the customer's perception. And I've said, and keep in mind, I was in the retail and sporting goods business before I was ever in the car business. And all my retail experience, even back then, I developed the, the attitude that, you know, when it comes to customer service, perception is reality. Mm -hmm. If they perceive that it's a problem or they perceive something as an issue, then it's an issue. And we know in buy here, pay here, if, if, if there's a problem on the other side of delivery, it pretty much everything becomes our problem too. And, you know, I, I was, uh, I was thinking, you know, some, some dealerships have in their, uh, how they do business mm -hmm. that, that, you know, if, if something happens within the next you know, day or two, right. then you can bring it back. Um, and that is a form of goodwill as well. Sure. But doing some, doing this mechanics check prior to that uh -huh. is like, we, even when you have that, you can bring it back that some people may have the con have the notion that you knowingly sold me something, mm -hmm. e even if they have, even if they have the ability to bring it back. Yeah. And so I think when we first started talking about this, when Michelle first 
heard me start to introduce this concept because we still believe in the validity of that thing. And by the way, I don't know that Tommy was in the room, but years ago at a conference, um, at one of Rick Reeves conferences, um, they had a best idea contest. Mm -hmm. And as a manager back in Oklahoma in those days, I brought my best idea was, which was to take the mechanics check that we had learned to do. And I, I created a form around it because I wanted, mm -hmm. I was getting frustrated that the customer would go and do the mechanics check, but there was no evidence of it. Like yeah. we didn't have any kind of, you know, anything that would button it up. Yeah. And so I created a form that they could take to the mechanics. And so we yeah. have that. So let's, let's talk about like, what is a mechanics check? Okay. Where it falls into, um, you know, we suggest it falls into the flow of um, the process, the sales mm -hmm. process. Yep. And, um, and then, uh, you know, how maybe we can just talk a little bit just briefly about uh, maybe overcoming a few uh, objections. Sure. So, first of all, we would always use the phrase independent mechanics check like the word independent is critical there it's like we we don't it's not that you you know take it back to our shop or to the shop that's our neighbor or our friend and have them check it out because that doesn't accomplish the thing it's like we're trying to create a, a strong level of goodwill where the customer can take the car and have it independently inspected can we talk about where in the sales process let's start with this though where yeah. in the sales process that this that we suggest this take place well so first, let me say where we first introduce it. So okay. early oh, in the sales yeah, process, we would, we would introduce the concept. Like, as you know, you've seen us, what we recommend in the sales process, we bring a customer in the building when they first come inside and we offer them a drink, whatever, then we take them to a poster, which we recommend. We shared some of the posters that we've done for dealers out there on Facebook. And we ask our dealers to inform the customer from the yeah. very beginning the sale the salesperson that they have the salesperson yeah. do this as uh -huh. as a as a demonstration of goodwill to help the customer feel more comfortable understand that around here we're going to have you take the car we're going to offer you the opportunity to have the vehicle independently inspected now you're here at the end that we go beyond just offering the opportunity yeah. i all but require yeah okay. well and and this poster is what we call um how we do business mm -hmm. and so it's like this is how we do business and it's usually you know, four or five or eight different bullet points that can have things like we, we offer, or you'll have the opportunity to do an independent mechanics and check. And some of you are we, thinking, oh, this is great for as is, but I'm oh. not worried about it with my warranty. And I'm going to tell you that you're going to want to stay tuned because I think even when a warranty, this can make a lot of sense and it can create that level of goodwill that mm -hmm. is still needed even when there's a warranty present. So, mm -hmm. so just be aware that there's more than one way to get to this place, but I know of no other way to um to create that goodwill than to go through this step of requiring the independent inspection okay so we're, we're they're on the lot mm -hmm. salesperson brings them into the building shows them the poster which is the first time that they're hearing mm -hmm. about this independent mechanics sure. check right um in in our sales process when is the next time that they hear about this right before the test drive because in in this in the uh, test drive sheet that we would recommend. It's like a little simple questionnaire. We ask several questions, kind of disqualifying questions around bankruptcy and this and that. And then when the customer goes on this test drive, one of the questions we, or one of the things we say to them basically, or we ask them, have you been informed of the opportunity to have the vehicle independently inspected before you buy it? And we ask them yes or no, because that's our opportunity to say to them, 
Now, during the test drive, is not the time to take the car to get that mechanics check. We're going to give you a chance to do that before you sign the contract, but right now is not the time because we don't want to disappear mm -hmm. and do that, partly because we want to make sure and send the form with them. We want to make sure first that this is the car that you want to, yeah. to uh, land on. Of course. So if we're not really clear about that, a lot of times customers will disappear in the car for an hour and a half and, oh, I wanted to go find my cousin Eddie and get him to check the car for me. And that's just like, it's just not what we wanted to do at that time. And so we ask, we, we, we kind of reinforce it at that point in time. And then, um, and then they won't hear it about it again until it's, um, kind of in a pre-approval status where we're, we're kind of prepared to move ahead with contracting. Everything looks favorable and we're prepared to move forward. That's when we would. Okay. So you've like, you've got in the sales process, you've got, they've landed on a car, they've taken it for a test drive. We've done, um, you know, they've, they've turned in all of their steps. Um, that you've already determined what your price, uh, you know, or what the payment's going to look like for mm -hmm. them, what the down payment's going to be. And so you're about ready to step into like in a lot of places, like the final underwriting. Yep. And so that's the time that we suggest that you say, okay, while we're doing this, this is going to take us about a half an hour or something to get everything put together. This is where your underwriting is going to be verifying all of the steps. This is when your underwriting is going to be, um, you know, getting all the paperwork ready to go and, and just everything ready to push that print button mm -hmm. on booking a deal. Right. Um, and so you say uh, at this point, We've got, we've got, it's, this is going to take us a little bit of time to get this mm -hmm. done. So here is what we need you to do while we're getting this done. Right. And so this is the part that kind of has to be expanded because there's, uh, you know, people are going to hear this and they're going to think it's the same thing we hear from dealers and managers. Yeah, we, mm -hmm. we've been trying to do it, but we can't seem to get the, the customers mm -hmm. to take the car for the mechanics check. So, so listen carefully to the phrasing that <laughs> I'm going to suggest to you. And then, and then maybe think on the other side of this. What does that do to goodwill? Okay. So when I say, and I'm just going to role play it like Michelle, like you're the customer. So I'm going to say to you, okay, look, we've got, we've got your uh, documents in, together. It looks like, uh, you know, you've shared with us the information that we need. Everything looks really favorable at this point. This is the point where I need to have you take the car and get that independent mechanics check. And so I'm going to slide the sheet out to you and here's what I'm going to need uh, you to take this and have somebody check it out and then bring it back with a signature on and it. Here's a list of, um, mm -hmm. in, in, not ones that we suggest, but alphabetical order of mechanics in the area. It, if, if they, they need, need it. it. Like if you mm -hmm. have a mechanic and we, we downplay, so this doesn't have to be a certified mechanic. It just needs to be somebody, you know, and trust it could be a friend or family member. It could be anybody that you know and trust that can inspect the car for you. She's got more experience than you do. We hope than mechanic on mechanical stuff. And you're going to take the car and get it checked out. And they're going to say, Oh, I don't need to do that. Like I trust you guys. My, my friend bought a car down here and he says, you guys are good. And I know it's got a warranty or whatever they might say. And so I would be prepared for that resistance. I, I am prepared because I keep on, I did this as a manager for three years. I did it in my own dealership and taught people how to do it. And we've done it all over the country. So it's like you expect they're going to resist. They're not going to want to do it. And they're going to say, well, I appreciate that. I'm glad to hear that people are saying good things about us. We do certainly try to recondition the cars as well as we possibly can. We want you to be satisfied with it, but you don't understand. I'm still going to need a signature on this document before we could finalize the deal. So you've got a little time anyway, we're going to need to verify some stuff and this will be a good opportunity for you to spend some more time in the car and make darn sure it's the right car for you. So why don't we do this? I'm going to be working on your documents and we'll try to get your documents all lined up and ready to go. How about we set an appointment for you to take the car now, 
return in 45 minutes or whatever. If you need more time, just let us know. If you need more time, it's lunchtime. If you guys want to have lunch in the car and plan to be back here at 1.30, we're not in the car, but take the car to lunch. No, I'm I'm (laughs) taking the car to lunch. Like I'm Uh happy for them to take ownership of the car. Uh They're, they're basically pre-approved. I'm basically saying, let's treat it like it's your car. This is your opportunity to go drive it and make sure it feels good. And then let's, um, and let's find out, um, let's get this thing to a mechanic. And so again, they're going to resist, they're going to resist. And, and so my approach will be, because I hear dealers and managers say, we, we can't get customers to do it. And what, what I think is important to remember is by the time I'm sliding this form out to the customer, I think in most dealerships, and if you're listening in, let us know, like if, if I'm at a pre-approval stage and about to sign the contract, about to print the contracts, how long has the customer been at your dealership on average? I'm saying it's about an hour and 15 minutes, typically, at least. They've been They've there. already done a test drive. They've already done all of the, the application, application and the steps. We understand in digital age, there's more of that stuff coming in. And you've talked about the payment, mm-hmm. and you've, like, yeah, negotiated we have the deal. negotiated the down payment, all mm-hmm. of that kind of So, you know, you're ready to book yeah, or, like, like final underwriting approval and book the deal. How, yeah, so you guys sound off. Our listeners, yeah. tell us at your dealership, how long is that typically? Like, we, we know what we see out there. Uh, but yeah, tell us if it's, if it's faster. And and I would assume let's treat this as like a walk-in. This is not somebody's web application mm-hmm. where we've already got a lot of the stuff online. So again, so I think if we think about the customers, this invested in the process is really my point. Mm-hmm. Customer is in a tough spot. Last car broke down, got repossessed, whatever. They really need a car right away. They've invested this time with you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're about to hand them the keys. Like you say, I'm about to print your contract. And I'm this close to finalizing the deal for you. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to need from you. And so go take the car. This is your opportunity. And for somebody who's done this as long as I have, if I present you, Michelle, with this opportunity and you resist that, or you just, I'm it's, like, no, no, you know what? I'm in a hurry. Yeah. Um, you know, can we just get this finished? I will forego that. Look, um, that so on my experienced mm-hmm. years, that sounds like a responsibility. And I think we need to recognize that when it happens is like, is that what's happening here? The customer is, I'm, I'm giving them an opportunity. They don't want to take ownership potentially. Is well, that what you're or saying? they just want to rush. They want okay. to get it done. So I can, I can appreciate that they're in a rush, but I'm just telling them I need the time anyway. I've got, you're just going to be sitting here. You're mm-hmm. going to be sitting here waiting for me. You might as well take the opportunity to drive the car some more, verify that it works well for you. I'm about to step into a three and four year relationship with this customer. Mm-hmm. So if I offer you the chance to take it and get it independently checked out, because I'm sitting over here as the dealer or salesperson knowing that if there is a problem with this car that we missed, I'd like to know about it before we sign a contract. Mm-hmm. So maybe we missed something and, and we obviously hope. And if, by the way, if you're seeing big problems come back on these mechanics check, it's an indication that we are missing some stuff and we are, you know, but, but the idea is it's not, it's not, the condition of the car it's the customer's perception of the car and the customer's perception of whether or not you participated in sending them home in a car that's got problems now are the are the cars perfect no of course we're all in the business of financing used cars so they're not going to be perfect but the question is what does the customer perceive even if they have a warranty so let's go ahead and jump over to that even if the customer's got a warranty a week into the thing, they're having a, you know, a oil leak or their car's overheating. Mm-hmm. Great. Got a warranty, covers the cost of the repairs. Doesn't cover, doesn't address my lack of confidence in this car. 
doesn't address my inconvenience factor because I can't drive it to work. Or even feeling like, oh my gosh, they sold me a problem car. Yeah, that's the perception piece that I'm trying to, you know, we've all heard this. You sold me a lemon, you sold me a lemon. Well, well would customers really be claiming that if, if I all but required them to take this car and get it independently checked out. I insisted that you take it to somebody besides us or somebody that we're not affiliated with. You choose. Mm -hmm. and, and what I'm really trying to make sure that we contemplate here is that when we go to that step, when mm -hmm. we press that hard and we get the customer to go do this thing, then it won't keep the car from breaking down. We could still have that oil leak and that overheating mm -hmm. situation in a week I think the big difference is that we, the customer's perception of us, because we, we created a level of goodwill, right? We, mm -hmm. we basically forced that. And so now our ability to sit across the desk from the customer and work something out where they share in the responsibility, I'm going to say that again, mm -hmm. they now share in the responsibility. They know that you didn't knowingly send them home in a problem car. Now, are they still upset? Sure. It's upsetting. They can't get to work. I mean, you know, there's, there's stuff, right? Life is difficult and this is a difficult day and it's frustrating, but they're going to know, they're going to know that you didn't knowingly send them home with a problem car. And so it's about ownership and responsibility. Yeah, we got a, We've had a couple of really great, um, great comments and Good. points. Um, and I wanted to actually, let's start with, uh, Mark Jones who, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark, um, he says the resistance we normally get from the customer is the cost of paying for a third party inspection. Sure. The down payment generally exhausts their saved monies. Yeah. Go Jim. So absolutely Mark. And by the way, Mark is with a big operation in Texas. They, they do a good volume. And so he would know this quite well. And I think what we see Mark is that, and, and I guess what I'm s s trying to uh, assert here is that if, if it were my dealership, and the customer was going to have to pay to get the car independently checked out. Maybe they're going to mm -hmm. pay, you know, a whatever shop, they're going to have to pay 40 bucks or whatever. I would come closer to adjusting the down payment from the customer and letting the customer pay. Because again, we're about to step into a four year relationship. If I can create level of goodwill for another 75 bucks, I, I would happily pay yeah, 75 Bring the bucks. receipt. We'll decrease it off of your down payment. So it's just a suggestion yeah. here. I'm just saying it's that important to me. The, the value that I see in this, having done it and help dealers implement it, is like the value of creating that level of goodwill. Again, it doesn't keep the car from breaking down. What it does is it changes the nature of the dialogue when we're sitting with the customer facing whatever we're facing in a week and three weeks and whatever that time frame is. Um, you know, Tommy Brandis, I, I texted him this morning to ask him if he was still doing the, the Rick Reeves mechanics check. They still offer it. He says, we kind of, you know, we don't force it in the way we used to, because basically, and forgive me, Tommy, if I'm putting words in your mouth, you can chime in there and tell me, but basically I, as I understood your text, you, you have a, a number of things that you do for them to show goodwill, um, recall and Carfax and all the stuff that you show the customer. And then you also, I think you said you do a 48 hour return policy, which is also good. It, it solves some of what I'm talking about. Um, so having a 48 hour return policy can definitely help. It's just that when, when, you know, if, if a customer has the perception that the car was band-aided, mm -hmm. you know, that their mechanic tells them, you know, two weeks in that the car was band-aided somehow, then, you know, these are things that we, we would hope that this mechanics check would address some of that. So mm -hmm. again, 
we we're just trying to bring forward the idea that when we all but require, I mean, there can be, uh, and we, we have a scenario where there can be a waiver and, and, but it's like, if, if I'm the manager in that building, Mm -hmm. the customer is going to have to almost, you know, fight me (laughs) to the nail to get (laughs) to that waiver. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just that important to me. I I really would prefer to have the independent inspection. It means a lot to me Uh and it it, uh, helps me to resolve problems in the future with this customer. And when we, when we, cause we do have these forms that we um, will uh, within Octane. And so our clients will put their logo and all of that on it. And the, um, the, the, um, the form is like, I don't want to do it is on uh, across that form is this massive red block that mm-hmm. says, I am knowingly foregoing doing this and I, you know, da, da, da. and so it's kind of like warning, warning, yeah. warning. I think the You're- phrasing that we chose actually mm-hmm. says, I have chosen to forego <laughs> the mechanical, the yes. independent mechanical yeah. inspection. So it's like, I think we want to understand what let's, again, we, we know this doesn't uh, solve the mechanical mm-hmm. piece. But what it does is it, it, it creates that um, dialogue in a way that the customer should not be as upset with us. And if, mm-hmm. if we do have somebody who's still upset, then we know we just got somebody unreasonable. And I've never really found it necessary. I know I've heard dealers say that they will go to the file and bring this thing out and show them customer. I think to me that's really going like it's, it's unnecessary. It mm-hmm. almost inflames the situation. I'm really just trying to, they know, yeah. they remember that they did that. And I might remind them that we did that. And so. So the, another question, and it, it came across, and I'm going to put it back up on the screen. This is from Brett Buick. Okay. Um, and Brett's got morning, a lot Brett. good morning, Brett. Brett's got a lot of experience um, being a dealer himself. Sure. And, and now he, he um, works for a company that, that they do some, some help in consulting and, and reinsurance. Sure. And he says, what do you do when the shop gets the car apart? This is why most dealers avoid this because the shop's trying to create a big RO. Um, I've, I can't say that I've seen much of that. I, I, for this, so we're not asking them to like, don't take it apart. This is like, this is, is this something like when you, you know, when you take it to your mechanic and because you're about ready to go on a long Mm -hmm. road trip, Yeah. what are the things that they check? Yeah. And also this is about clarity of communication for me. Mm -hmm. Like when I set that appointment for the customer to come back and sign their documents, it's a very clear, specific time. Like they know that. And so we'll downplay the thing about doesn't have to be. In fact, I've often used the phrasing. We try to get as much of this, you know, in, in consistent language as we can, where we said that you don't have to have a mechanic put it up on a lift and you know, it's up to you really how far you Mm want to go. Uh, Just, just understand that for our purposes, we don't need that. We just want you to have somebody that you know and feel comfortable with. We want someone you that to, you trust. Yeah. It's um, about trust yeah, and about they're about independent. Trust. Yeah. And so now, you know, how far they go is up to you. And so the other quick thing to re, to be aware of about this, when I force that signature, like the customers again in a hurry, they're close to getting approved. They got to pick up their kids at three o'clock. They're going to use the car, go pick up gonna, your kids. Yeah. But I'm just thing. saying what yeah. they're they're because the, of the urgency around that and mm-hmm. they want to get it finished up. It can happen that the customer will kind of say, you know, I, 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 you know, take the form fine. I'll go, I'll go get it done. And they may go back to their apartment complex and have somebody in the building, you know, their neighbor to to have the thing and sign the thing, throw some stuff on there and throw a signature on there. Um, and that person may know less about cars than Mm -hmm. the customer does, but it still accomplishes what I'm trying to accomplish, which is. I sent you out with this form. (laughs) 
I gave you the opportunity to take it. I didn't knowingly uh -huh. send you home with a problem car. And so that's the thing that even yeah. if this customer had the friend at the apartment complex do it, we all missed something, mm -hmm. you know, then now I can sit with the customer, you know, and, and, you know, two weeks down the line as an example mm -hmm. and have a conversation that basically says, look, this, this is unfortunate. Obviously, you know, it looks sound like we missed something and okay, you know, we yeah, obviously I, can't I, drive the car I, for I two wanted weeks. To, um, yeah. I wanted to, to bring that out. So yeah. what if they come back and there's something major that it's like, cause there, there's a difference. You're going to get different types of lists. Yeah. If you get a list. I'm kind of and, feeling like we need to save that for a future episode yeah maybe cover I think that so, next maybe. wednesday because there's a ton um, of stuff around that like how to address these when they come back because they will come back with like she said they'll come back with a laundry list of stuff they'll come back with a major thing minor things there's there's ways that we would recommend that you address those but maybe we save that for a future yeah. episode can, can uh, we just like overall our our primary advice mm -hmm. um uh, to our clients is we don't do we owes yeah yeah yeah. So just keep that in mind that yeah. we advise our clients to get away from the practice of WEOs. Yeah. We've got a lot of dealers out there that have big policy work, policy work being repairs after sale that mm -hmm. they just chose to eat and kind of treat as goodwill. Uh, so with our clients, we, we recommend, and it can be done. It just, it takes a level of discipline and commitment and kind of building it into your business strategy from the beginning is to be able to kind of eliminate that. Like, uh, Michelle heard me go through training with a client recently where we said this, we owe form you should, you should go to tremendous effort to make sure every one of these, we owe forms says nothing promised after delivery. So whatever needs to be done, okay, can be done their, before in delivery. Their, um, in their packet. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So there's like whatever that we owe form. If you if you just think about how life would be changed in a lot of the dealerships, if if we made every we owe say nothing promised after delivery. And that's but see, you know, here's the thing with that is that you as a dealer need to determine what is the most recon I'm willing to put into a car. Mm -hmm. And get those cars to that point. And then it's like beyond that, if it's not a, you know, mechanical issue, that's going to be part of this warranty or service contract or whatever. It's like, we're not promising anything. I mean, yeah. it's just, we're, we're that, that, that this is this it's as it's kind of as is right. Um, for WEOs. Yeah. Or, or when you say as is, we're not doing any further repairs as a condition of the sale. Yes. So that's, um, that's the thing that it's a policy matter. And so we also talked about with this client recently, there's a big difference between the word can't and won't. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> can, can and I use the, use your words wisely. That's yeah. when it's like, oh man, it's because yep. the, there is a difference. It's like, yeah, I can. But it's I, it's I, I one won't thing. It's one thing to stand out, you know, with a customer on the sales floor and say, we, we can't add, we can't put new brake pads on that car. It's mm -hmm. already, it's got 50% brake pads or whatever. We can't put new brake pads and the customer's looking back there and say, you've got seven service back and see the seven service space back there in the back. What do you mean you can't? No, just use the word won't. We won't. So this is policy. This is about having discipline in the policy and say, we, we won't do any further repairs as a condition of the sale. If you want to choose a different car, I'm happy to go help you find a different car. But we just, we've done all the conditioning that we're going to do to the cars that you see out here. And if, if it doesn't make you happy, then fine. And so this is also gets into just the headache factor. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at the headache factor of policy work and, and, you know, and doing these repairs after sale. Mm-hmm goodwill policy, call it what you want. That's just making life difficult. Scheduling a customer to come back in for break work on Tuesday. And now they're, 
they're stacked up in the service department and can't get it out. And now the customer's unhappy again. I'm like, we, we, we could have now brakes might be a bad example. If it's a safety item, then obviously that says we should have caught that before. And that's that's the different thing. It's like, Oh, okay. This is something that's serious. And we can talk about that in a future episode, how you handle those. So if you're struggling with this, I would just say, let's, let's look at that. If we're, if we're struggling with a lot of policy work or we're struggling with a lot of situations where repairs are being made as a condition of the sale, then let's recognize, recognize that as a very solvable problem. Like I just, I see that. And, and if people don't have the tools and never been introduced to these ideas, then maybe it's not so simple to them, but it's like, to me, when I hear that, that's a very solvable thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's something you can bring the goodwill and policy work to an end. Mm-hmm. And, and there are very specific ways to do that. And you can still have the customer happy. There's nothing I'm suggesting here that means we, you know, we're not going to have happy customers. We just, uh, there's, we get discipline and we kind of have some rules around those things and we can regulate that a lot better. Great topic. And then, you know, we may be be bringing on, um, another episode on Mm -hmm. the the morning show, or maybe we'll do, we, we'd kind of discussed maybe doing a webinar or something that we can dive deeper into that, but we'll, we'll let you know, um, when we've decided what we're going to do in addition to what we've talked about today. Good morning, Um, Jesse Sellers. Thanks for mm -hmm. tuning in. If you're still there and Mark Jones, we appreciate you tuning in from Texas. Oh, and we, I mean, we had Jesse, we had Tyler, we had Bill, we had Mark, we had Brett, we had wonderful George George there from Florida. Um, Tommy, of course, Tommy was like, Hey, Hey, come to the regional town hall. You guys, I think can still comment. If you feel differently about this thing that we've shared, you know, speak up, tell me, tell me what, what you, Punch holes in this thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so before we uh, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. just wanted to remind everybody: um, if you go to the uh, bhphnation.com, you can see our roadmap mm-hmm. um, the, of the things that are that that's going to be happening. Um, and the nation is one of those really big pieces. You can hear the Jim and Michelle. And by the way, she's a cape wearing version yeah. of Michelle. So, <laughs> so go check that out. It's when, a fun when story. Anna Maria showed us that, yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I think I should have one for the conferences. She, I should wear a cape at all the conferences. I think just because it just, you know, it's like, oh, you're the cape lady. Right. Yes. I think that's where yes. everybody thinks of you anyway. Yeah, so. I'm I I am the cape right. lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the superwoman. Yeah. All right. So have uh Thanks so much for tuning in today, uh, White Hat Wednesday. Uh, you know, we've been talking today about uh, how we can basically shift that mindset of the customer onto responsibility for their car. Right. So I hope that you've enjoyed it. Please uh, feel free to send us your um, comments or questions. I've also posted up there. If you do need help and you or you've got a question about what we've talked about today, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can text or call 903 903- Mm -hmm. 816-0216. Or if there's something else that you would like some help with, feel free to give us a call. I can't answer. Michelle will know. (laughs) Right. Um, And then uh, uh, Jesse will get to that question about um, closing waivers. um, Oh, yeah, sure. Privately. So um, have yourself a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will be back on Friday. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in.